today we take a look at the world of NFTs, more specifically NFT art, what it is, what you need to know and how it is going to impact the world of art and investing. And there really is no one better in the UAE to take us through the world of NFTs than our guest for today, Ms. Amrita Sethi. Amrita is an award-winning multimedia artist with, wait for it, a love for finance. <laughs> and she's worked in multinational banks and insurance companies for over 15 years. And before leaving to pursue her passion, uh, eventually bringing to life a new concept and essentially a unique multimedia art concept in the form of voice note art. And that's not all. She's launched the first NFT uh, she is the first NFT artist in the UAE with her portfolio featured on Terra Virtua last October. Yes. Welcome to the show, Amrita. Thank you so much, Anselm, and thank you so much for having me in, and a great introduction, so thank you so much. So I know that I've made it a lot more concise, <laughs> and there is a lot more to you, and I'm sure that uh, if there's something that's, that I missed out that you'd like to share with the user, uh, our uh, audience, uh, please do feel free to... To, yeah. to tell them that about no I mean you've given me given a great overall summary um, but maybe a great place for me to start is then just how I kind of got into uh, becoming the the, the artist. No, I've got artist. that in fact that that is one of the first questions that I have yeah. for you you know you really are a real life triple threat as we call it <laughs> uh, combining art finance and technology and I'm sure you know everyone, our audience, and our producers, and the, the people that we've got in the audience with us today as well, are curious to know how did you find uh, find yourself starting on this journey? I mean, how did it begin? Yes, well, um, I actually started a, a couple of three year, three three years ago. So, mm. having spent you know fifteen years, as you rightly said, working for some of the world's largest um, you know international banks and insurance companies. I, you know, I wanted to leave for a more, at first, more entrepreneurial calling. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's, that made me move away from the corporate sector into the entrepreneurial world. And because I'd spent most of my, my career within the finance world, yeah. my main objective was to actually become a, an entrepreneur in that field. Hence why I then joined Continental. Yeah. Um, for me to be able to take my years of experience uh, and be able to apply the financial, you know, that financial experience, but in a more entrepreneurial platform. Correct. And Continental was the perfect platform for me. Um, in that time, though, when I had moved over from sort of the corporate world to the um, to the entrepreneurial world, I I had some time to connect. Uh, I would say to my creative side, which I've always had. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I was younger, I wanted to actually become an architect, but weirdly fell in love with economics okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was 18. And hence, that's, that started my route to studying economics and doing a master's in development economics. When I had this time off, I decided to let me connect. And when I did connect, I created this, as you said, this multimedia form called Voice Note Art. Yeah. And at the time I created it, I realized that nobody had done it before and um, and so I was really excited by that. Uh, but for me to be able to, I think, wanting to, to understand what best I could do with this multimedia form, I then went to, uh, to, to do a course at Central St. Martins in the, in the UK, okay. uh, which is like an art school. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of developed sort of multi-forms of media, also looking at technology. I still hadn't released 
the voice no art, but I was kind of just really experimenting with styles. Okay. Um, I then then joined Continental, and that was going very well. Um, and I, I on the side started to really develop my voice no art. And when I then did c- develop it and I showed it to people, um, it moved very quickly because it was a unique idea. Absolutely. One that I'd, I copyrighted because, you know, it's what I do is I take this kind of, um, I take a voice note, so yeah. I take a sound wave. And whether it's your name or a city um, or even a feeling or a concept, uh, you take the word, you capture the shape and structure of the sound wave, and then the lines of the sound wave I hand draw to match the meaning of the word. Correct. So when I did that, I kind of very quickly got into, um, you know, seeing where this media art form could take me. Mm. So I'm, I'm just going uh, uh, to you know, stop you there because we've got a beautiful art piece that Amrita has kindly uh, showed and brought into the studio with us. Would you like to describe that uh, from a context of the voice note art that you were just uh, mentioning? Yes, absolutely. So... This is all based on a sound wave. So I've said the word Dubai here. Yeah. And you can see the shape and structure of it. And then the lines of the sound wave, I've drawn to match the meaning of the word. Um, there is a QR code down there. And actually, if you scan the QR code, it shows the animated version. And that tells the story. story. Mm. Um, and what was super interesting is that when I created this voice note art style, um, the you know, it, I created it using technology. Correct. And when I had first created it, the world of NFTs didn't exist. Sure. So, um, you know, like most digital artists, what I ended up doing is going, well, I can't make my, you know, realize my, you know, sell my artwork in a digital form. So I had to find physical ways of doing that. Correct. So I ended up, you know, creating these beautiful kind of print style mm. concepts but I actually painted murals in the souk about it. Oh. I was chosen for Expo to kind of recreate these kind of voice note arts and these kind of um, structural forms. Yeah. So it's it was funny because as a digital artist, I had to turn to the physical world to make it unique. To make it unique yeah. And then the minute I discovered NFTs, that's when I was able then to go back to the pure digital form yeah. of, of, of my voice note art. That's fantastic. And I remember uh, around the Expo 2020, I think it was maybe four or five months. So earlier in that year, we had a conversation about, uh, you, know, you mentioned that, okay, this, this is what's happening. And I was, wow, that, that is fantastic. And yeah. it's great to see that, I mean, uh, uh, it's it sort of turned itself around. And uh, from, like you said, the physical side or representation of art to now where you can truly represent your art as a digital uh, in the digital medium i mean it's yeah, fantastic yeah absolutely absolutely because yeah. in fact if anything um, you know i used to use qr codes to tell the story of a very static image yes and then once i've now got into the nft world what i'm now doing is i'm able to then take this very like this form and move it off a 2d scale yep. but move it into something more um, you know a lot more dynamic so i'm actually you know, dropping a new um, NFT coming up in May. Okay. And that will actually go into a whole kind of different dimension, go into 3D. Uh-huh. The, the looker will be able to kind of almost go into the artwork. Oh, wow. And I think this is it, is 
what the NFT market has done for artists, really. So um, I'm super excited about the potential. Uh, absolutely. And it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I think you're sort of looking at going into more of a virtual reality experience as well for, for some of the viewers of the art. Yeah, That's absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the way to see it is that, you know, uh, with NFT art, you could actually, you know, your your paintbrushes become more digital tools. So Correct. whether it's it's VR, whether it's augmented reality, even artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is what's super exciting is that I think we're going to be seeing a whole new form of like art art forms um, that we were just never able to realize before. Fantastic. And um, that brings us to uh, a couple of questions. Yeah. One is in terms of your art form, you have given us a sense of uh, you know what it is. Is there... How did you discover it? Is there some more story about it that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I mean, I think what was interesting, and you were saying about this kind of thing with finance, art, and technology, is um, is that because I have in my financial world, obviously, I I very much understand you know concepts like blockchain and Bitcoin yep. and and that. And um, from an artistic perspective, it was very easy for me to understand. And make that move from you know physical art to digital Correct. art um, because of my financial background. Sure. Um, so I would say that you know uh, when when the pandemic happened mm. and and Corona happened and obviously it's been you know you know a horrendous thing that's happened to this world. Yeah. But there have been some really kind of silver linings for me and especially from the technology age right of that's coming out of it. So it's just this movement from. Um, you know, from like so physical asset to digital asset, yeah. um, but also being able to understand the kind of fundamentals that it sits on and what then gives it its rarity and scarcity. Sure. And because of, you know, my literacy in finance, yeah. I'm able, I was able to understand that a lot more clearer. Yeah, uh, that's, that's brilliant. So for someone who's not too familiar with NFTs, yeah. um, I know we've, we've sort of gone head yeah. first into it yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, so... What are NFTs? <laughs> <laughs> so um, a non and an, an NFT yeah. is a non fungible token, and um, you know for the people from the finance listeners out there um, to understand what a non fungible token yeah. is, is you want to know what a fungible token is, sure. and something fungible is you know it, it's an equal exchange of value. So you Correct. have a dollar, I have a dollar, and we're able to make that exchange. It's Correct. of equal exchange, so it's fungible. Something that's non-fungible means that, you know, say you've got a baseball card worth a million dollars and I've got a piece of artwork worth one million dollars. They both have a value of a million, but it wouldn't necessarily mean that they would be necessarily interchangeable or they would be not fungible. Correct. So that's where the kind of basis of the concept comes in. Then what happens is then you have the technology. And so, you know, effectively NFTs are... um, are digital assets that exist on the blockchain, right? And unlike most digital assets, so say, for example, typically when a digital artist or even a photograph, whatever the case is, a digital asset can be endlessly reproduced, right? But once it's kind of, you um, you know, locked into the blockchain, it's been given a unique identify code or token, that then gives it its rarity and scarcity, basically just like a physical artwork. Right. Sure. So then, what happens is, is that when you take your um, token, 
you're able to sell it um, to somebody else. So that's, and when you're selling it or when you buy or sell tokens, you're effectively selling that ident unique identifiable code and you're exchanging it from one person to the next. Correct. Now, a lot of people will be like, okay, that seems very technical. <laughs> uh, but again, I'll just break it down to you. It's instead of using or thinking of it as an NFT, just think of it like digital art yep. um, and digital art that you actually own. Correct. And again, people find it hard to Absolutely. wrap their head around, well, why would I want to own something that's not physical, right? So look, this is a physical piece, right? Absolutely. Like I want to be able to touch and hold my art. I want to be able to hang up my art in my living room. Absolutely. Um, but actually, let's go back and take a step back just again into the finance world, right? So it's nice that we can dip from the finance to art to technology yes. to kind of give us a strong sense of what we're doing here. So let's go back into the financial world. Most of us, do we do we go every day to the bank and look at them, like physically look at the cash we have? Um, no, not, we don't, anymore, right? <laughs> um, but at the same time, so we have all kind of normalized that and we understand that there's an intrinsic sense of knowledge within us that we know that we own that money in the bank account Correct. that we don't need to see. But imagine you've gone to Robin Hood back in the days and he's got his little bag of uh, you know gold, gold coins. coins. And you'd taken those gold coins off him. He, yep. he would have gone like, no, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yep. so so I think that we've seen it in so many aspects of our lives. This intrinsic shift of knowledge of from a physical to a virtual asset. But so why haven't we done it with art, mm. right? So, for example, so as I said, the money side. Another really um, example that I feel kind of resonates a lot with people is for example photographs. Correct. So you have um, you have you know back in the day, yeah. you know people used to print off photographs. Okay, still people sometimes do, but you don't print off every uh, single photograph you absolutely. have, right? But you know that in your phone, those photos that you have, yeah. you know, if you lost all of them and you didn't save them to the cloud or whatever the case is, and those were wiped out, yeah. your sense of loss will be real, Correct. like it was a physical asset. Correct. And so all it is, is this is now a paradigm shift, a parallel move to going, you know, um, of that shifting of that knowledge mm. to something that is once physical to now virtual. And, you know, there's a lot of advantages of that for yeah. both artists and collectors. Yeah. And uh, coming to that, I mean, you did mention something uh, at, you know, that you can sort of buy uh, art pieces online and, they therefore become something that is tradable, in a yes. sense, right? And uh, they're, they're sort of an asset class, if I would. Uh, and uh, we've traditionally viewed art as an art as an asset class as well. I mean, some of the um, more sophisticated investors uh, do hold art pieces uh, yeah. as part of their investments. Uh, does NFT uh, does an NFT make it easier? How does the NFTs impact the trade of uh, of this? So. Can you know how does one trade it? Can multiple users um, uh, buy the same piece of art uh, because it is digital? So, if you can throw yeah, some light yeah, on that, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yes, I mean, let's talk asset classes now. Um, Bitcoin is an asset class. Yep. The technology is blockchain. The Bitcoin is mined into the blockchain to give it its unique and identifiable code. Yep. You then are able to trade that. Um, technically, that's a fungible token. Um, one could argue that 
could be non-fungible sometimes as well, but technically it's a fungible token. It's the same thing. Art is, so the same thing is that on the art side, the NFT or the art is the asset and the technology is the blockchain. Correct. Okay, so from there, let's also then compare it to physical art. As you mm -hmm. rightly said, physical art is also an asset class. It appreciates, it can appreciate can value. Appreciate. You know, just like any other asset, even property can. Absolutely. Even investments or stocks, they can, but they can also go down. They can go up and down. Correct. Um, so... Again, let's look at physical art. You have a physical piece of art and you want to sell it. Mm. It's a physical piece. There's a lot more, I would say, uh, admin or operations to being able to sell a piece of art. You've got to identify the seller, whatever the case is, then to be able to, you know, you have to then either do a contract, sell it, you know, send the money, uh, then wrap transport up the artwork, it. transport it, make sure, get insurance. There's a lot more to it to make it tradable, Right. right? And then along the way, there's also a lot of risks um, associated with it, like damage or loss or theft, Correct. Um, uh, you know, forgery, yep. all of those aspects. So with digital art, that kind of all gets taken away. Mm. But so you're able to buy a, a piece of art um, as an investment or an asset class if you choose to. Yeah. You can also just choose to buy it because you enjoy it and you, you don't wish to trade it. Like, again, most sure. of the physical art as well. But the idea is that you can then trade it a lot more easily. Mm. So it's just a literally, it's an exchange of value from, you know, ownership of the code from one Correct. to the person to the next. Um, you're not having any, um, you know, you, there's no risk of loss or damage or theft. Correct. Um, and, uh, and then it becomes easier. And then the great thing about, as well as NFT art, is that every time the art gets, you know, traded yeah. and, and sold on, 10% of that gets paid to the original artist. So it kind of creates a whole new opportunity for yeah. artists that didn't exist in the physical space. So something like royalty that you would traditionally think about, and now that comes to the artist. And um, that's fantastic. And I know that you can set, you know, you can set the, the percentage based upon uh, your, uh, the artist's uh, choice. Absolutely. Um, and, that, and that's sort of very interesting because, um, you know, while we've heard of some of the artists, Beeble being the most, talked about uh, artists selling his uh, art for 69.3 million yeah. that was uh, but that seems i mean and there are a few a few yeah. more i think bigger names that are there that that sort of seem like that's the sum that it goes for and and while that seems currently like the exception uh, why do you think more and more artists should get on to uh, embracing nft art i mean i think there's i think it becomes down to I think it's. I think what we're witnessing in this moment in time is in a historical shift mm. um, and change and a new world and a new way of doing things. Um, that's why you and the market is pricing in this kind of exceptional moment in time. Hence, why you're getting sixty-nine million, yeah. you know, dollars for a, a piece of digital artwork um, because it's more capturing. I would say the historical aspect of it. In terms of going forward, there's some key. Um, you know, great things for artists. As I mm -hmm. said, there's that thing that, you know, you you all of a sudden can tell your story your way. You know, the marketplaces are your galleries. Yeah. You're not having to go and then give up a lot of your percentage commission to a gallery. The marketplaces tend to be, they still take commission, but not as much as a, yeah. a, a standard gallery would do. Um, you have, it creates a bit of a democratization for artists because they're yeah. able then, as you said, 
to get these royalties. Um, and and then also from a dynamic aspect, you're able to tell a different story through this digital art form. Absolutely. So there's a lot of reasons why artists would be, you know, to be, be digital artists a good move. Mm. Um, however, what I would say is that it doesn't always have to be for everyone, sure. right? So yeah, really. there has been a bit of a kind of gold rush or a FOMO a mm. feeling, I would say, with a lot of physical artists. Mm. And so they're like, you know, we have to get on into NFT space and stuff like that. But... I think what I would say is that all of this will come and that some, all, you know, not every physical piece of artwork can lend itself to digital um, and vice versa. But at the same time, it's a journey that people will be going through. And I think Correct. that, you know, this will also create a whole new marketplace. So, like, you know, you as an artist can decide do I want to be a purely physical artist? Do I want to go be a digital artist? Or do I want to do something which is halfway in between? Mm. So I think it's going to ask some very important questions to artists. Yeah. But there's no right or wrong at the moment. And cool. I would say that go with what it, you know s you know feels right with you. But don't go and chase the big numbers. Yeah. Because I think that prices will normalize. I, I don't think it's necessarily a, a bubble ready to burst. Because I do think NFTs will be here for a very long time to come now. But I think once prices do normalize, the market will kind of just start to work like any other market. Um, you, right. you know, you'll have your tier one artists, tier two artists. Absolutely. You'll have your, you know, bigger galleries compared to smaller galleries. And collectors, for collectors, what they want to be looking at is, you know, artists that are genuinely uh, ready to be part of the space for a longer period of time yeah. uh, rather than somebody who would just like, you know, just jumping on the bandwagon to make a buck or two and, and then to drop right. out again. Yeah. So I think you're going to see a bit of everything, basically. Uh, makes sense. Uh, absolutely. I think uh, there is a lot. Uh, and uh, while, you know, uh, art in, in the form of painting is one form of art, yeah. uh, I can imagine and I can look at the music business, which probably is is going to be very ripe for disruption on the space, uh, especially given the way copyright and other things work on, on that yeah. side. And traditionally, artists on that on that front haven't really had a chance to partake in a lot of the the, the revenue streams. So, uh, extremely interesting yeah. in your in, in you know the perspective that you bring, and also uh, if you can expand a little more when you when you when you spoke about collectors uh, and sort of go into it from not just collecting but also from an invest uh, investing part. I mean, given uh, your background in yeah. finance and financial planning and advising clients, etc. I think it's uh, there isn't anyone else who could probably explain that better. Yeah. I agree. I mean, so thank you for that. I think with collectors, w what is a lot of the time, let, let's take it back to the physical world. So with collectors, what do they look like? What, do, what are they looking for? They're looking to make sure that they've got the right provenance mm. of that piece of artwork, right? So um, is, it ex is it the original? Did it yep. come from, you know, the artist? Did it say, you know, who has owned it and bought it before? Um, so I think the great thing is once it's blocked into the blockchain technology, yeah. that provenance sorts itself That's out, um, number one. Number two, it allows the collector um, as well to, to explore a whole new region of artists, mm. right? So you look at digital artists, graphic designers, um, people in motion graphics, 3D. I mean, the, the skill sets that are taken to learn these things are just unbelievable. Um, and yet... Um, 
how much are they really, I would say, respected in the industry? Because right. as a collector, you, you always then want something unique and you want to be able to see that brush code. But there's some, you know, I think there's going to be some amazing talent or some amazing ideas that now this will generate within the art space. So I think just exploring a whole new art space. And then just... You know, the third is really being able to sell and collect and trade a lot more easily. Yeah. Um, so then that becomes, it becomes more from a financial, becomes yeah. more of a liquid asset. Correct. Um, as well. Yeah. And, um, and I think from a collector perspective, you just have to think that uh, I think they would be looking for the same things as they would be in the physical world. Like yeah. they, wa- they want to know who, who are the artists they're buying. You know, what is their story? Yeah. What is their vision? Um, what kind of artist that they want to be? So, for example, just like within the physical world, I, m- myself, I only kind of really produce one-of-ones or I ki- try to keep my how many I mint to a minimum. Yep. But there's going to be other artists who are like mass, ma- like, yep. you know, like printing. You're just going to print, like, mint, like, like one of 100 or one of 250. And then the collector will be like, well, maybe I don't want to collect that artist, but I want to collect this artist. So, you know, the world becomes your oyster, I think, literally. And also the good thing is for both artists and collectors is you are kind of, to a certain degree, obviously the world has become very globalized, but a certain degree you were always limited within your, like your little region because of, you know, moving the artwork from here to there. Whereas like now... Yeah. The whole world is is basically your artist and your collector to be able to meet. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's a game changer for sure, uh, both in terms of the reach that your art yeah. can uh, can uh, have, as well as uh, I think what's something you pointed out earlier is the liquidity aspect of it, which is fantastic because yeah. I think traditionally it's been a little more difficult to 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 sort of trade the assets, if you will. So for investors, that's something that's a that's going to be a big, big uh, attraction. Um, that brings us... Sorry. Yeah, please. so I was going to say the other aspects and areas, just because obviously I don't normally talk about this, but because we're on a more of a financial place, a platform, is, you know, uh, are the aspect from investing is on the aspects of the coins themselves. Yes. So like things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, yeah. um, but also you have what they call low-cap low capital altcoins. Yes. Um, and these are also where people have made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they start off at the thing at, you know, zero point whatever, and then they go up to one or two dollars. But that is an amazing X return, right? Yeah. So um, the only thing is, is that, you know, so people are hearing a lot of those stories. And Correct. the minute you start to hear those stories, you want to kind of jump on the bandwagon as yeah. well. Um, but I and there's all these this new vocabulary and terminology that's used within the virtual world, like yeah. you know, you know, pump it up and then dump the you yeah. know the coin and shilling and fud and all. There, there's a whole vocabulary that yeah, sits within the virtual world that hasn't made its way to the physical world yet. But the fundamentals are the same. And if we're looking at it from an investment perspective, uh, what I would say is that you know you've got the big coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, that, you know, just because that that's what's happening and a lot of people are making money, it doesn't mean that that's how you need to be able to make oh, it, especially if you don't understand it. Absolutely. Um, so, for example, I would even say just from a financial perspective, when I'm advising, you know, just a person just yep. on the stocks and shares, um, you know, 
very few people, I mean, there's quite a lot still, but very few overall are people who are very comfortable to just go online and buy a single Apple stock or a Tesla stock or whatever the case is. Um, most people want to look for a holistic, longer-term perspective for their money in terms of, you know, ultimately, how do I diversify and everything else? You don't have most of the world's population going and then trading individual stocks, right, Correct. Correct. Um, to do their financial planning. But at the same time, what's weirdly happening in this world is that people are hearing about Bitcoin and these low-cap altcoins, and that same person who's probably never gone onto a trading mm. platform to buy a single stock in the stock market yep. is now trying to go and buy a single coin on a platform mm. that is way more volatile and oh, not more so. So I'm not saying that you can't make money on that. You can absolutely. But just think about, and I just think sometimes you've got to kind of relate to in the physical virtual world, for the normal person, you know, who's just coming into this, would you do that in the physical world? Would you Correct. go, are you somebody who does go buy individual stocks and you like to trade? If so, okay, that might be the right space for you. But if not, then you need to balance it out. And yeah. I think with anything is that when we look at high risk and volatility, these are highly volatile Absolutely. environments because it's a new industry that's forming. Yep. Um, it's changing all the time. Um, I've got a lot of confidence in the long term for it. Uh, but at the same time, it's got volatility. So yes. again, unless you understand it, then don't go in tomorrow, go and put 100% of your assets oh, yeah. into it. Mm -hmm. But I would say that if you're interested, you can always allocate it a certain percentage of that to kind of look into it. Yep. But I would also still go and find somebody who knows what they're talking about Absolutely. to advise you, just like you would do any other asset class that you invest in. Absolutely. And and I would even say the same for NFT art. Correct. You know, you wouldn't, most of us, like, if you don't collect art, you don't know which art to collect. You don't yep. know, you know, so you could maybe then just go with what art you like yep. and that you, but at the same time, if you're looking to invest in a piece that you, th oh, you're convinced, oh, that's going to go to, you know, $10 million. Well, you don't really know that. So again, it's about doing your time research and start to get into it. Follow some of the new NFT artists. Absolutely. Follow them, see what they're working on, listen to their stories if it's available like this on a podcast or on YouTube, um, and get into it that way. Uh, because it's this world is here to stay. It's not here just for a short term, it's for a long term. Mm -hmm. But understand the nature of it before Absolutely. you jump into it, is what I would say. Sound advice. I think that uh, you know, baby steps before you start uh, yeah. you know, taking uh, leaps and bounds in, into the space. And uh, I think very good advice with regard to diversifying. Uh, don't put in all of your money into NFTs yeah. or into the <laughs> crypto space. Yeah. Uh, and do get an expert advice. Um, like anything that you do where exactly. you don't have uh, the full picture, do get an expert advice. And, you know, I've got one last uh, question for you. Yeah. And you touched upon it. Uh, it is here to stay. I agree. Yeah. Where do you see it going in the next uh, five years? Oh, wow. I think um, I think the virtual world moves in a very fast pace. So I think already, if, if you think about where we were today compared to, you know, even five years ago, um, uh, there, there's just been su such big changes. I think we're going to see um, a lot more people within the physical world kind of getting on board in the virtual. I think prices, as I said, yeah. it is it is heated at the moment. I think prices will normalize, but just like the internet bubble 
that mm. kind of buzz, the internet didn't go away. Correct. The internet stayed and it got better and better. Yeah. Um, and it got, it was, there were more people innovating within that space. Yes. So I personally feel that this is just genuinely the start of something new. I think over a period of time, a lot of people are going to start understanding it. There's going to be mass adoption. I think with there'll be a lot more use case scenarios for blockchain, yeah. um, for all of these things, which will then, you know, catapult everybody's knowledge and understanding to a different level. Yes. And um, I'm excited because uh, I think that now that people are able to realize, you know, a kind of profit from this NFT space, that will lead to more innovation. Yeah. And um, which I think hasn't been encouraged so far, but I think, especially in the VR and AR space, oh, yeah. I think art will become a, a sensory experience yeah. rather than just uh, like a limited dimensional experience. Yeah, so you're going to uh, have multiple senses that you can engage with. I mean, it's, it, it is definitely more than just the visual now it's you're going to be sort of uh, excited to to yeah. sort of see where this goes uh, yeah exactly uh, especially with uh, augmented reality and uh, some of the things because today we are so much more online so zoom video conferencing mm. a lot of our life is uh, becoming virtual or yeah. a merger between both worlds so uh, there's going to be very interesting and i think i think we'll, f we'll in the next 5 years we'll We'll be as it will excitedly show, you know, that we bought a piece of land in, in the virtual world just yeah. as much as we'll be as excited as if we bought it physically, um, and I think that will become such a normal thing. Yeah. Fantastic! Thank you so yeah, very much, Amrita. So it's much. been a pleasure. Thank you, um, thank you as always. Uh, would you like to have our listeners, uh, if they want to talk to you about it, if they want to find out more about it, where can they follow you? Where they where can they? Uh, you know, drop your question if need be. Yeah, so um, from an artistic perspective, um, my Instagram is art.by.amrita okay. and um, my, my, um, my um, website is www.artbyamrita.com and on LinkedIn it's Amrita Seti so, or Art by Amrita. That can generally find me even on Twitter. Excellent. Um, and then from the LinkedIn, it's it's there. I mean, obviously, it's there through Continental for sure. my wealth advisory, and I also have um, Instagram on wealth wealth by Amrita as well. Awesome, and uh, do keep us posted on when you do release and reveal your next piece. Uh, we're eager to be able to cover it. Uh, thank you once again, and uh, we hope this episode has given you enough to get started on exploring NFTs. Uh, like our guest said. It is here to stay and as our world gets increasingly digital and the human race spans the multiverse going from physical reality to virtual and augmented reality, we hope you get in early and enjoy the benefits. Mm -hmm.